You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 50, the big 5-0. We have an exciting issue for you. It's session number 7 of our Dresden Files game. It's going along, and like I said, this is the second one this week. So don't know if I can keep this up. I'm going to commit to one per week. I'm going to try that and see how that goes. I mean, heck, if I could do it with all that post-production and stuff for the first 10 or 11 issues of this podcast, I can certainly do it with the minimalist approach I'm taking now. So, one at least, and two if we're lucky. Our cast includes Trilobite as our wonderful game master, yours truly, Blind Geek, as David Mercury, Josh as Ezra Kirkland, and Moondog as Logan Shaw. Now, it's interesting to note that the last session was on November 19th, 2012. This session was not recorded until January 28th, 2013. For reasons I won't go into, we were having trouble getting together. There were scheduling conflicts, health problems, all kinds of fun stuff. So we had to change the way we were doing things, and you will see that reflected in the podcasts that are posted. But that'll be dealt with next week. For now, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack number 50, The Incident at Gila Flats. Dresden, because Martin Sirota. Okay, Dresden. So I was just getting folks caught up. Josh, I'm the furthest along with you, so I'll uh, start from where we left off. Text-wise. So you were putting out your feelers on the paranet, asking people for any reports they had of things that were uh, maybe kind of like possession. And you were specifically telling people, like, not to get involved, not to go check it out, but... You know, to, to find out what's going on. So here is what to your head, local warden or warden deputy. Which in this case is you. Yeah. That's right. So they're already calling you Warden Kirkland on the forums and stuff. They must. So here's what you've learned. Developer Smiling Jack Thompson, a big name in local real estate. You've heard of him because he's behind the companies that are buying up a lot of the old sort of bohemian neighborhoods and trying to gentrify. Right. He, he has himself a, sounds like this crazy messianic pastor buddy named Wait. Uh, his last name is Wait, W-A-I-T-E. Okay. Some of the people have met with this guy in his past 
and uh, have tried uh, Wait or uh, or Thompson. Uh, have met with Wait in the past, and then have seen him recently, and something has really come over him. There's a, there's a definite change in the vibe around this guy. Okay. And he is friends or business associates with Thompson, or Thompson's part of his congregation? Yeah, Thompson pretty much is his congregation now. And they've got like a group of Thompson's buddies and stuff like that, but it's it's real exclusive. And this guy's message has gotten scary. I mean, he's talking about the imminent return and the purging of sinners and all this stuff. Okay, so does he actually have an open congregation or service, or is it private? It sounds like they mostly meet up at Thompson's private chapel that's attached to his house. Have to go undercover. And the reports you're getting are from people in the paranet who you know are real sensitives. You know, they're not just. Um, I kind of felt something spooky. Got a bad feeling about this one time. And they've got a bad. <laughs> you always feeling. say that, man. You always say I got a bad feeling about this drop. Yeah, these these people are genuine sensitives. Okay, similarly, one of them is involved with a place called the White Lodge. One of the sensitives? Yeah. Uh, You've heard of it before. It's this sort of like new age healing, sensitivity, bullshit kind of place. New age spa. Yeah. Okay. And recently there's been a change in the doctrine, or rather in the dogma, a lot more focus on moon powers, and the head of the White Lodge has gathered a little group around himself, and they're they're off doing stuff all the time, and they're talking a lot about, like, shape-shifting and things like that now, which was never part of their dogma or anything before. They're talking about taking other spirits into themselves and animal spirits into themselves and that kind of thing. I'm no detective, but the White Lodge talk about moon powers and shapeshifters. They can only be mummies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The other one. Yeah. Someone you know was out at Gila Flats, which is this old abandoned prison out in the desert east of the city. Ah, yes. Is that the uh, psychiatric prison? Yeah, it's a place where they had a lot of people who were, like, criminally insane. Okay. You know, today they might be, like, classified as schizophrenic or whatever, but back then they were just, you know, whack jobs who cut people up. Right. And it's always been sort of a spooky place. A lot of people have been attracted to it, photographing orbs and things like that. But one of the people you know says that there, there really is power there, and whatever power lies beneath the prison is uneasy now. Disturbed power beneath prison. So that's what you've heard. Got all on my big yellow legal pad. Awesome. Blue pen. Highlighted in red for important stuff. (laughs) Large, childlike script, all caps. Oh, that's exactly how I write, minus the colors. Well, because it's all caps, so if it's something important, He's got to put it in red because it's already in all caps. (laughs) Yeah, I actually have notes in front of me that pretty much are like that, except I just underline stuff. Well, you might not know this, but I'm actually in the room with you. Oh, well, that explains a lot. I should (laughs) probably put on some clothes. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm Skype clad, as someone said. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> someone in this group. <laughs> That's Moondog. Not me. Moondog. I never used that terminology. <laughs> no, it was. It's unfortunate. I, it's pretty clever. It was. Yeah. Oh, you think so? It was. It was me. It was me. <laughs> That's pretty. Pretty clever. <laughs> it was me. Okay, so Moondog, speaking of moon powers and stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's see. Do you remember the general issue and the general plot here? I know we were doing a lot of investigating on that land. Mm-hmm. And, do, you, um, do you remember what brought you up to the apple orchard? No, not off the top of my head. The last thing <laughs> I, I have there is you. I had some research on Rosetta Marshall. Mm-hmm. And I had some research on it. Naomi, let's see, uh, she's the one that owns the land, correct? Yes. And then Rosetta Marshall, that's the warden. Yes. Okay, yep, and that's the last thing I have documented. So what brought me to the apple orchard? Okay, this sounds like it might be a, t- a good time for a quick summary. And uh, Blind Geek, because I'm cruel and you haven't spoken yet, can you start us off at the beginning of the book, as it were? We had gone to investigate a cult because Ezra's friend, whose name unfortunately at the moment escapes me, Echo, 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 that's right, God, uh, had gone missing. My girlfriend. Yeah, we all believe you, and except that we don't, and so we had gone to help him find her, and in the process, we found this very disturbing cult who was using a lot of magic they were in no way supposed to have. Yep, the warden and Ezra both called the leader, a guy named Forsiren, a big red-haired guy who looked like a rugby player. They called him a warlock and said he was using, like, mind-control magic. That's right, and he eventually got taken away by the... I just know Surf and Turf. I'm trying to remember what what they actually... Surf and Turf is fine. Yeah, by Surf and Turf. briefly describe the character. Uh, Terleonshi. Yeah, Terleonshi, who was in the fairy realm and basically was... Trial of Light, if I get this wrong, I apologize. I I just... I'm sponging from memory of weeks old. Uh, Was the king of Atlantis or something like that in the fairy realm? Let me pause you there, and I think I'll give a handoff to Josh or Moondog, if you feel comfortable taking it. Yeah, I'll let Josh take it. Okay. Josh, if you don't mind picking us up there with uh, Surf and Turf. Okay. Uh, the Turlion, she is uh, fey nobility, not as high as, like, one of the uh, ladies, but still pretty high up there. Delta Turlion, she. Uh, he is banished from the summer court. He is now the Lord of the Green Isle, also known as Isla Verde, which is off the coast of where we are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Big old, like, nature preserve. Yeah, he's in charge of, Sel- of the Selkies, which are seal shapeshifters. That's right. From Irish folklore. Selkies being fairly seductive and the type that take you away into the ocean, never to be seen again. Typical fairy mermaid Because when I thing. think of seduction, I think of seals. Well, I'm... I am Irish. I got nothing to say about it. Um, I'm Scotch Irish, so yeah. But anyway, lonely out there on the aisles. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're tired of sheep. That's right. <laughs> what? No, you can never get tired of sheep. True. Go um, moving on. Yeah, that's what I got on the Terleyanchi. Okay. And he's got his uh, 
I don't think we ever got her name. His little Selkie hanger on. What I'm assuming is a Selkie hanger on with him. They kind of got slight mental hooks in me. Not that this is known. It is now. Not that it's known in character to any of us, including myself. (laughs) It's not like full-on control or debt or anything, but they've kind of got, they got a little bit of a whammy on me, but not enough to like able to nudge me here and there. Yeah, and they mentioned a little bit about the debt and stuff in talks, so it wouldn't be a complete letting the cat out of the bag, as it were. Right. It's not a full-blown, you owe me a favor type. And let's see, does an outsider ring a bell to anybody? An outsider called the Castadon Yontic. Yeah. Vaguely, that's what those letters spelled, was it not? Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't we have a little encounter in the shop with him? Oh, you mean in the uh, like the, the storage place for the for the apples with the portal yeah, and stuff? Yeah. 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 Yep, like absolutely. On the other side? Yeah, I remember that. It's starting to come back to me. There was the cast- a... The Yantic is an elder outsider. Uh, he was an enemy of the Atlanteans, the advanced prehistoric culture. He snuck into people's dreams with promises of power uh, he had a lot of cults in Atlantis. He was a wish granter. I knew the Atlanteans was, came into this somewhere. Uh, he was driven off by the Atlanteans and sealed away behind uh, wards and seals. He is uh, still sponsoring magic. as kind of like a sponsored magic type, but it's dealing with outsiders, especially for magic. We'll get your head chopped off, either figuratively or literally. So yeah, he's your typical Lovecraftian horror from beyond. That the Atlanteans didn't like. He seems to be coming back. Or putting out some uh, feelers. Certainly influencing people like our little warlock friend. Ah, there we go. Taken away. And we, ladies and gentlemen, we have a big bad. Pretty big. May not be the big bad, but he's at least a big bad. I thought David Mercury was the big bad. No, well, David Mercury is the big badass. There's a difference, you see. Gotcha. He did gun down a number of innocent women. He did. Yeah, he did. Totally did. Hope he's yeah. happy about that. Feeling kind of bad about that. Should. Feeling, you should, sir. Actually feeling very bad about that. But. <laughs> yeah, what can you do now? You can't bring him back. Well, okay. You might be able to. So after the discovery of outsider influence, Rosetta Marshall, the local warden, deputized Ezra because she's running around all over the place because there's a war on right now. Yeah, advertisements. Okay. And Moondog, you had had your people looking into where she she got off to. Um, should I reveal that here if you rem- if you don't remember or would you prefer it I, I as private info? That, but yeah, I think I'm going to hold back that information. Okay. How do you guys and take then, all these notes and not lose complete focus on what's going on? I can't do it. I've tried. This is why my recap was so spotty. I, no, I your recap was very good, actually. Hey, I, I have two notes, and I got lucky that we were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I take a lot of notes, and then like Al was like refreshing me while we were all waiting for you guys to come on. Oh, okay. So I had a slight of a head start. Gotcha. And Moondog took my approach, which is the 50-50 approach. <laughs> Good call. That's, that's one of you. I'm into play. Yep. 
<laughs> Are we up to the, the, the substance stuff that we found out about? Oh, the Mordite. Yeah, the Mordite. Yeah, I found them some Mordite. That was in the uh, the Mordite. room with the portal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, little bits and bobs of it. Didn't David get He got some on him, and it burned, and he was able to tell from that contact that it was embedded in soul stuff, possibly corrupted soul stuff, that had maybe been pulled through that portal or was a residue of the portal working, as if perhaps when people were strapped into the chair inside that magic circle and, like, forced to face the portal, it was pulling out their soul or portions of their soul. Didn't I get my hand eaten or something? Yeah, you got some of that stuff on you, and uh, your hand is still numb as of this time. Right. It burns! It burns! Yes. Nasty, nasty soul stuff. I can't do the voice. Nasty, nasty soul stuff! Got him, bam, bam. That's pretty good. Thank you. Ain't bad. So then you guys had put out your feelers. Uh, Moondog, you were doing some things with your people uh, that I assume you don't want to be public knowledge. Um, yeah, and I was doing some stuff with um, finding the red core. Yes. Uh, one of those is in progress. The information about the warden you have, and it sounds like you remember it. Yep, I got it. And so at some point, I, I remember think... pulling my gun on him, but I can't remember why. And then I took it out of your hand and told you to stop playing the big toys. Because there's been a lot of tension between those two characters. Right, and right, right. when you went into the house after the slaughter and really saw what you had done, um, you were doing some soul searching, and Logan needled you about it. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. In part because you were turning on his man, um, Victor. Victor, yes. Yeah, you don't like Victor. I do not like Victor. And I'm not even sure why I don't like Victor, but I'll have to, I will... uh, Oh, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yeah. Because he's a, because he's a sociopath? That's, yeah, that's probably part of it. And he's my sociopath? That'd be another part of it. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's right, because uh, your your family is responsible, uh, in part... As far as he's concerned, for his wife being a serial killer, and so yep. he doesn't want his daughter to have any more than absolutely necessary to do with you. And the origin of that was uh, you guys found among all the other stuff there, including a server farm that was somehow protected from magic, possibly um, a like little cottage porn industry that was raking in the dough. Um, you also found a whole bunch of pharmacy-grade, well, pharmaceuticals, you know, prescription-grade stuff. And Logan wanted to, I think, just basically dispose of it. Um, but David was talking about taking it into the cops. And then there was the whole thing of, like, well, there's this, like, multiple murders and vigilante justice and everything else. And that's right. where the fight I That's where the fight came in. Okay. You guys decide to leave it be for now. And one thing also, I think, Moondog, you were looking into, you were kind of keeping tabs on the uh, women 
those who had survived the shootout at the ranch. And I think I sent a note a while back, but it sounds like they've been swooped off to um, a clinic called Swansea, which is a luxurious private clinic. And it's an open secret that Swansea is used as a, like a rehab clinic and does some minor plastic surgery and stuff for the celebrities who come to Isla de Oro. What's the name of the clinic? Swansea, like the bird and the large body of water, but one word. And during that soul searching, David, you went up to the top of the cathedral. Talked with you. Yuck, with the gargoyle. Yes, who I think you call Rocky. I think I do, but if I remember correctly, nobody else does. That's just... I think I'm out of Yeah. But yeah, I think that's true. And do you recall what you uncovered or um, what you came across there? Uh, he told me... In his own in his own way? Yeah. Uh, he, he pointed me in the direction of the prison which you mentioned some time ago, and the name is not staying with me. But um, Gila Flats. Gila Flats, that's right. And so I did some investigating into that and found out at least most of what you have had mentioned about the different things going on there. And you also learned that there was um, the criminally insane inmates, there was a history of them having visions throughout the prison's history. And they were um, remarkably, uh, not coherent, consistent, remarkably consistent images of uh, damned souls. It also was the site of California's last operating gas chamber until the place was closed down. A lot of people were put to death there. Okay. Okay, so that's where we left our heroes. I'm going to assume that about a day or so has passed. So, Logan, your hand is still feeling weird and cold and tingly, but it's not just numb anymore. What did we end up doing to the Mordite? Did we bring that back? Did I bring that to the wardens? Yeah, you ended up wrapping it up in your jacket. Yeah, and I I see I I got hit written here, jacket full of Mordite. Yep. (laughs) And going to the arcade. My favorite Spin Doctors album. But, uh, <laughs> Wasn't it the only Spin Doctors album? <laughs> Probably. Sure, they've uh, got one more that no one bought. <laughs> you took it to Fort Hagen. Okay, I thought, I I thought that's what I did. You just kind of stored it in their basement there. Yeah. The proper authorities have it. Yeah, more or less. Of course, at the moment, you kind of are the proper authorities, but. Yeah, no. I ain't got the Mordite containing facilities in my. Apartment at the Slacker Flat. So are we together right now or separate? I'm going to say for the sake of convenience that you guys have met probably at Alistair's restaurant. If you guys recall, it's this um, silver airstream looking type building uh, on the side of a small road just outside the city proper on a bluff. You can see the ocean from here when the smog isn't too bad. And it's run by uh, one Alistair Crawley, who, as far as anyone knows, he is the original, you know, the actual Alistair Crawley. That's the story. He doesn't deny it. Neither confirms nor denies. Yep. 
sign behind his counter says, eat what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Are stress boxes rejuvenated by now, I'm assuming? Yes. And start you all off with a clean slate. Okay. Do I have any persistence? I have no conditions. Yay. That's very weird. Um, I only have two social boxes. Is that yeah, supposed so to be I. that way? Okay, I guess it is. Yeah, it starts at so. two and depends on what your, uh, I believe, conviction is. Not conviction. Something else. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's what I put on my sheet, so I'm assuming it is correct. I've only got yeah, two, two if right. that makes you feel better. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but you're a social animal. That's your deal. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we're sitting in a booth at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. What time of day is it? I'm going to uh, leave Victor out. He's off running errands as okay. it is. It's good because we don't want the place to smell. It's one thirty in the afternoon. It's uh, January, so it's a chilly five degrees outside. <laughs> a lot of the uh, natives are bundled up in hoodies or sweaters or jackets or what have you. The place has the individual little jukebox things at the booths. So what music is playing at I'm sorry, say what music is playing, Ezra? Yeah, what music is playing? Better than... Chronicles of the Black Sword by Hawkwind. Awesome. The entire album, I put the entire... I put a bunch of money in. (laughs) (laughs) And very... Oh, no, listen, guys, listen, Stormbringer's got a solo part here. This is great, listen to it. (laughs) What hits do these guys have, Ezra? Uh, Silver Machine... If you're into that kind of... Well, I mean, look, I mean, the lead singer, Lemmy Kilmeister, went on to form Motorhead, so give it at least some props for that. I'm giving him props because he left this group and did something else. Well, Lemmy would agree with you on that, but he's but I like this stuff. Uh, apparently so, because we're being subjected to a lot of it. Hey, look, I was surprised it was even in the jukebox. <laughs> it wasn't in the jukeboxes in 1977. I don't know why it's doing here. It's Alistair's restaurant. You never know what you're going to find. Anything you want. (laughs) Touche. That actually is the aspect of the location. You can get anything you want at Alistair's restaurant. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'm going through my notes with everyone on what I found out. Basically, what we just said over the past half hour. Mm -hmm. So, certainly seems like something's going on at Gila Flats. So uh, I to do that. I think that's, yeah. I, we should check that out. Uh, I'm also interested in checking out this uh, Preacher White. I've got an idea for a zany scheme of me trying to infiltrate their church by trying to get in on their services. You know, coming, knocking on their door as a lost soul looking for salvation. Hmm. I wonder if uh, given my, no, you know what? It's probably better that you do it. I was thinking, given my, given my, that just means that if I go in there, I'm going to probably be directed to burn the place to the ground or something like that. And we don't want to do that. At least not just yet. Have you worked with a wizard before? Burning the place to the ground is really kind of our MO. (laughs) 
holy champion of God. That's kind of look. I was born and raised Episcopalian. I understand. I'm just saying. <laughs> Although you know, maybe it'd be better if the socialite here did it. He doesn't have any any fiery predisposition. I don't know. I mean, maybe you can treat it like you did those women and blow everybody away. Hey, hey, wow, hey, hey. <laughs> Let's keep it civil, folks. Hey, he attacked my Victor. Your Are you Victor? telling me Victor didn't have it coming? Victor did not have that coming. Really? He is well groomed. It <laughs> does not smell. Well, no, he, he he. I do have to say, he he smells divine. Exactly. <laughs> David, on the other hand, like a puppy dipped like, in perfume. Uh, donut shop. And, and I'm I'm not going to discourage donut shops. David offers Logan a cruller from the plate that he's currently. Engrossed. Hey, I'm will, more than willing to share. I'll pass. Yeah. I won't. I'll take the crawler. There you go. Right. So, yeah. If, if Logan, you know, here, Logan, you're, you're, you've got the whole talk circles around people thing. And let's be honest, you might be able to pull off the wayward soul, done some bad things, need a redemption thing. Then, oh, I, I, I don't. Well, certainly with than you. me. I'm not so sure about David, but certainly than me. I, I don't disagree with you that I'd be very effective at doing that, but it's really below my standards. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, fine, I'll do it. You know, I think you should go there, and then I don't know. Mercury can work his taxi cab job, and I am I am the scruffy looking twenty something. I was going to make a comment, but I'm not sure if Mercury knows about that, so I think I'll not. Let me break in here. I don't think I made it clear. It sounds like what Pastor Wait is gathering around or what Thompson maybe is gathering around himself. It's like an elite little group, like some of the city's movers and shakers. So or he at does least. not have an action. Then that probably would be me. Yes. So he does not I, have an action. I'm a mover and shaker. Yeah, actually, yeah. I was just going to go bang up on the doorway looking all like a, doing my best junkie impression. Don't think that would work out so well. <laughs> However, Logan, Logan's got friends. He could probably get invited up there. With a couple of good words. I don't know. What would Daddy say to that? Hey, Daddy ain't got to know. Josh, it sounded like you were going to ask something about him having a real church or something like that. Yeah, I thought he I – was, I wasn't sure if he had a real church or if they're just kind of meeting in his living room or something. No, I mentioned it briefly, but Thompson has a private chapel attached to his luxurious hillside estate. Uh, I was thinking about going up and knocking on Thompson's door, but that's probably a good way to get shot. <laughs> Yeah, he's up in the heights, which means he's probably got some sort of well, um, I, faux colonial or mission type thing set back on like a couple acres of oaky land. I had forgotten that we've got Logan here, who is Mr. Socialite, and probably is only two degrees of separation away from getting an invite. Remind me who Thompson is again. Smiling Jack. He's the evil land developer. Oh, well, I have land developing deals. I probably would be dealing with him. Or I'm not surprised he's going to tear down, though. He's probably going to tear down the uh, youth center at some point. What? Yeah, and then won't, the kids won't have anywhere to go play basketball or drink their milk. Oh, we, got, we can't have that. Can't I know. I sick Mr. T on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be some kind of charity event going on this month. Uh, yeah, actually, there's one coming up for the Nature Conservancy. They're the folks who own Isla Verde. 
they've got one coming up late this month. I'm sure he would be there. Of course, I would be invited. So maybe I can make a connection there. In the meantime, we got Gila Flats, which there's certainly something going on there that we should check out. But that's going to be more of a actual going in equipment. Going to do the old uh, Ghost Hunters International thing for that. <laughs> yeah, except Are ours is going to be here? a little bit less on the bullshitometer. You, oh, here you what you you don't know, Dave? You don't Ghost Hunters International, Ghost Adventures, everything that happens on that, absolutely one hundred percent true. Get out of here. No, seriously, it's in the it's in. Uh, you're not a warden. You don't know these things. <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent, absolutely true. Every single thing. No, I'll believe that. That douchebag guy from Vegas that shouts at the ghost to come get him. That guy, high powerful wizard. I'll believe that Spook Snatchers stuff before I believe Ghost Hunters International. Says the Holy Warrior of God with a magic gun to the wizard and vampire. All right. You know more of that arena than I do. I'm just... Nah, I'm pulling your chain. It's all fake. I figured as much. <laughs> any rate. Well, I think a trip to Gila Flaps. And this White Lodge, interesting. I'm not sure if it's connected, but worth noting and keep an eye on. Especially if they're dealing with summoning spirits into them. That could be trouble. I'm going to put that on the back burner. Can we White Lodge is the Thompson? Nope, nope. Unrelated. New Age kind of airy-fairy, feel-good granola spa. Trying to keep all this stuff straight. Speaking as a man who loves granola. (laughs) But uh, moon powers, insular, interstellar, how about shape-shifting and... Yeah. That's right. Okay, and where does probably what's... something I should keep an eye on, but I'm not sure how relevant it is. But we'll, I'll keep a note of it. Yeah. And just for the sake of simplification, not to try and rehash the entire recap we just did, but how does, or do we even know how, uh, Mister Lovecraftian dude fits into? Either that's what of we're trying things. to figure out. Okay, that's fine. Just making sure I'm on well, the right he has, page. Well, like he's got a history. His mo is possession and power brokering, right. and right. so these are the things that have popped up. Okay. My contacts. Sorry, trial the bite. I'm paying attention. I just trying to keep everything from getting. Oh man, that's all good. Okay, cool. I'm wearing the size of a rodent. I can't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) The old haunted, criminally insane prison out in the desert certainly seems (laughs) the type of thing we should check out. I think so. Should we bring dates? Bring trail mix. It's better. A little more variety. I like trail mix, but that has dates in it. I do too, but that's I'm saying more variety there. Victor, unfortunately, as long as they're not, as long as they're not bad dates for the time being. Indisposed, okay. Yep. Thank you. I, I've got I've got no date to bring. That's true. Echo is still in the. She's not my girlfriend. You should Again. still be a date. Yes, one supposes. <laughs> Wizards act like like kindergartners. Just get over it. She's your girlfriend. I'm about ready to ask just to, well, it's, you know at the very more. at the very least you could admit to her being your girlfriend it's bad enough we have Logan here who can't admit to Victor being his boyfriend so really really you know. gonna go with the gay jokes yep alright you're happy with that okay. I, I can deal with that that's fine maybe you should bring your donuts I will because they're yummy he says taking a bite out of a jelly see I don't care So we're going to Gila Flats, huh? We are not going to Gila Flats or Gila Flats, depending on how one wishes to pronounce the G-H. You are going to 
God, thank you. God uh, damn it. Yes, that's that. later in the month, though. Yeah, I got some time. Oh, okay. So, time. All right, then I guess we're stuck. I mean, I guess you're going with us. Josh, you want to ride with me? I don't know who this Josh is you're talking oh, about. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't care. Okay. But I, as My Josh, bad. certainly. Sure. Well, certainly. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we'll see you there. All right. Well, I mean, hold on. We probably want to, like, make sure we've got everything we need going in. That could be a dangerous place. Oh, we should take Mercury. I don't know. I trust the gun of his. Yeah, so did those women, but he chopped them up pretty good. Oh, no, they, they, they didn't. Okay, well, what do we need? I don't know. I've actually got everything I need with me. Never mind. Let's go. I'm good. I, I've got me. Yeah. I've got my magic wand. I've got my magic coat. I've got my magic boots. And I've got my messenger bag full of sorceress gear. I guess I've actually got everything I need now I think about it. I got my guns. I'm good. I left the shotgun at home, but I'll be all right. I'm going to go back to the house and grab a... I don't need the shotgun. It just makes me feel better. I'm going to go back to the house and grab a steak. You want a steak? Says Alistair. He comes right... No, 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 no. No. He's got like a greasy bib on. He's wiping his hands. He's got the white cook hat. He uh, puts... Wrong wrong spelling, Alistair. Wrong spelling. But I appreciate Uh, the offer. Okay. Then uh, how about 100 feet of high-strength rope? He reaches out, or he reaches down, pulls up a big coil of bright orange rope, and sets it on the counter. You know, you know, could always use. I think I, just, <laughs> I think I'll take that because you know, better than I've you got know. too much rope. Said no adventurer ever. That's right. Yeah, I, I feel like a around holes back there. I feel a Sam Gamgee quote coming on that was not used in the movies. Hmm? No, I just keep a lot around because I always run out in D and D. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How much you want for this? Uh, Rope. I tell you what, just pay me whatever you think's fair. All right, I give him a twenty. Thanks. I actually have no idea what the going rate. For I don't either. That's why I was. I was going to give him a ten. I thought it's a hundred feet. Like That's a lot. Five pieces for for fifty foot of silk. I know that, but <laughs> but I still need a stake in case this guy gets out of line. He just shakes his head. <laughs> you talk to him, Warden. Order up. Ding. <laughs> you know, since this is a place of accords. Mm-hmm. He says to neutral territory. Yes. He says to Shaw, "I really think that the baiting should stop because it, a it's ineffective and b this is by no means the place for it." But he's a master at it. So. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm going to add that. Uh, I know you're a uh, master at that, but yeah, I already made that joke, David. Come on. Yeah, I know, but I thought of it when you said it, and I wanted to. I wanted to right. uh, quick around the draw, sir. So. Cut to to the desert outside Gila Flats. Sure. All right. Typical hard pan desert. Desert. I love the desert. Just flat, cracked earth. The only (laughs) relief, as in topographically, is provided by little pebbles that are the exact same color as the hard-packed and all around. Uh, There's a little bit here and there, uh, weird alien patterns in salt, like crystals of salt, maybe centuries old, just lying around. There was water here once, as attested to by the ancient oak tree, which is now just like a black skeleton. 
I hear you correctly said there's ancient alien writings in the sand, in the salt. Yeah, there's weird patterns on the hard hand. And when you look closer, you can see that it's salt crystals, layer okay. after layer of salt crystal, as there clearly was water once. Okay. But you said that's alien script or something, or it just looks like it? It just looks like that. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I was going to say, wait, no one noticed this? <laughs> okay. Large acloglyphs written in the... Okay, it's just... You're being figurative. Got it. Got yep. It. Hard to tell in this setting. <laughs> and that's exactly why it garnered a second look. It really looks like that. And then you look and you Ooh, see, no, this? it's just oh. layers of ancient salt crystals here. So black skeleton of an oak tree standing there. The uh, sangre de santos in the background, barely visible through like a petrochemical haze and windblown dust. The wind has really picked up out here, and there's low streamers of dust just trailing along the ground. A beaten barbed wire fence, long since defeated by the element, sags drunkenly where it hasn't been completely pulled down. And in the wind, a large tin sign swings back and forth. You can just barely make out uh, Gila Flats Men's Penitentiary. Written underneath that are some stern warnings, which have been lost to sun and the action of wind. The penitentiary itself is a huge brooding structure made of some sort of dark stone. It looks granite blocks used to make this place. It has an unusual geometric position, like sharp angles leaning out. It's sort of circular and towers rising up from it, which mirror the same shape. So it's got towers rising up from its perimeter wall. There's narrow little slit windows all over the walls, barred with rust horizontal bars and a large front gate propped open, it looks like. You can see tire tracks from ATVs. A plastic bag goes tumbling by. There's beer cans and shotgun shells and stuff like that all over the place. Evidence. It's like home. Jesus, you know what they say, location, location, location. Evident under the layers of windblown dust. Hmm. Well, I guess we go in. Yeah, I don't see any other options. Sit out here and twiddle our thumbs. Going in the front door or finding a side door? Doesn't look like there's anybody here. Before we get in there, I don't want to actually open my eyes to the site or anything quite yet. Mm -hmm. But I do want to, like, kind of reach out with my wizard senses and just see if I can get a general vibe if there is power out here. Stretch out with your feelings. Which uh, should just be a lore check. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is a place of power. And something's wrong. Oh, something is wrong. Okay, it feels I'm getting a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I am going to open up the old site. Oh, God, I got to look how to do this again. Oh, every time. Hey, you think you hate it when it happens. <laughs> You're not see. the one blasting your third eye every can time. I, you. Can I get some kind of a, <laughs> for lack of a better term coming to mind, a God reading? I forget how this crap works. Or is your basic magical... In your prayer and your meditations on what you had done at the house, or you were up on the roof, that was when Rocky sort of appeared to you. That's right. And you had, which led you here. Right. So all that you take from that, you will, of the ineffable plan of 
the God of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you feel as though, perhaps, uh, you're supposed to be here. Okay. Good enough. So, Josh, you're looking at the site? Yep. Spitting I really into my hands. Like I'm not going to grab the salty earth here because I'm not going to rub that into my eyes. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Rubbing uh, my eyes, hands on the temples, and spreading my fingers and crack it open the old third eye. Okay, so let's take a look. Run me through this one more time. 223. Okay, number one, I open up the site. No problem here. Okay. Then you kind of describe what I see and determine the intensity, which is like the difficulty of rating. Gotcha. I make a lore roll to interpret it, which basically lets me put in a – that's an assessment, so I get to put a aspect on the scene. Gotcha. Then I've got to defend against the site. Then I've got to close the site. All right. So the first thing you see is that the area around here is utterly flat. There's a polished for at least a mile all around the prison. And that's white. It's pure, flat, highly reflective white. It doesn't reflect the sky overhead, but it reflects your image and that of your companions. Strangely, you see them in the reflection as you would through the sight. And you can tell that that's a property of whatever has been done to the area around the prison. It's not your own sight that you're seeing them with. There's something about what has been done to the ground that is reflecting them in their true form, as it were. Right. So that's like in a perfect circle, it looks like, like a mile out around the prison at least. The prison itself is black. Highly polished black stone, mirror smooth in its perfection. Here and there, there are tiny little chinks perhaps the result of age or of powerful spells may be decaying because there are powerful spells woven into the fabric of the stone itself. You can see a regular grid of blue energy pulsing very slowly in time with the heartbeat of the earth. It's especially strong around the windows, the roof, and the corners of the building. So the whole thing is this black mirrored prison that seems to be outlined in a strong, vivid blue. Cyber sounding. Okay. But attached to this are long, thin tendrils of some sort of ropey tissue. They've worked their way into those little tiny chinks in like the neat stone and the grid, and they've kind of latched into that, warping it where they touch, and they lead off in twisty, vein-like lines toward the city. Do these ropey, fleshy tendrils remind me of the Castadonyantic tentacles? They have exactly that feeling, yes. That is absolutely what they are. Does the blue-gridded energy remind me of the magical lattice that was coming up from the Earth around the cult base? Somewhat in that it clearly is tapping into the earth, but it's not corrupted to the degree that the okay. 
cult base was. It looks like some kind of protective earth magic. Yep. All right. I'm familiar with earth magic. That's my thing. All right. As you watch, one of these pulses, like the heartbeat of the earth, runs through the white circle into the prison on the grid lines, and then a portion of that energy moves. It's a visible swelling, like like someone swallowing a lump of gristle that moves right. a tendril and off toward the city. Oh, it's sapping. Okay. It's sapping the energy. All right. I got what I need. I'm going to try and make the assessment here then. Okay. Uh, it's a lore check. So what's the difficulty? Difficulty on this, uh, it's pretty strong. I'm going to say, mm, no, I'm going to make it a four. Four? Mm-hmm. And I got a lower five, so this shouldn't be too hard. Oh, look at that. I got a seven, so yes. Okay, so what aspect does this thing have? It's a prison of the damned, specifically a parametric prison of the damned. I do not know what the word parametric means. But as definitely the way of building things, if you have the right knowledge and a little bit of power right. and you can command a lot of resources, you can build a structure that acts like a spell for you. Oh, it's like feng shui. Mm-hmm. Kind of. okay. Yeah, it was an obscure Western school of thought that really took off. Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright was one. Okay. Uh, some of the it, industrialists and stuff of that time. Like an orgone accumulator. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I've got to defend against the site that basically makes an attack with its strength against my discipline. Oh wow. Okay. So that's all pluses. So that's an A coming at you. Well, that's not good. No, no, it's great. It says you. Discipline is four. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So that's a five. I could spend two fate points. But I don't want to. So, yeah, I'll take the three-point hit. Oof. Mental stress. Then you hear shrieks, uh, gunfire, and your, your mind is riddled with images. You see a headless corpse wearing a bulletproof vest, still carrying the shotgun with which the murderer killed all his victims and then himself. You see a person... Immured, tacked up, and then buried alive inside a wall, but still alive, still striving to get out. You get a vision of fiery gates, huge bronze gates with ancient Latin script above them, and they are barred. These beings are, they they can't enter, or they've been forced out or sent out. Ah! All right, I'm... Notably struggling, gang. Um, I'm going to try and uh, close it again. I got to defend again. Okay, this time we're only looking at a four. I've also gotten a four, so yay. The screaming rises into a shriek and then shuts off. Oh! Once more, you see the world of the elements before you. I stagger backwards. Logan. Yes. I know you've got a flask on you. Okay. Yes. I would consider it a kindness if you would let me have some of it. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Glug, glug, glug. Mm-hmm. I thought Burger would be more likely to have, you know, 
flask. But it might be a lower quality. Well, if David's got a flask, I'll borrow his, too. I'm not picky or proud. I don't know that I do, actually. Um, I don't know. Let me roll the here. The Catholic cop doesn't got a flask? <laughs> I never said I was... Or did I say I was Catholic? I know I'm going well, to a Catholic church. Thing of, you've got the thing of Saint whoever. Right, but then... Uh, according to the fudge dice, I do not have a flask on me. Oh, fair enough. Well, good thing I had one then. That's a good thing. Are you okay? I'm I'm fine. That place is really evil. I could have told you that before you... Well, I mean, like, yeah, but now it's been confirmed. I mean, like, it's bad, and there's... The Castadon Yantic is drawing energy off of it uh, and shuttling it back to the city. You say it's really evil. Do you mean, like, a lot of evil or a big bad guy? It's designed to keep evil in, and something's breaking down the barriers. Well, something. The Castadon Yantic seems to be breaking down its barriers. Gotcha. So what you're saying is blowing this place up would be a hell of a bad idea. I wouldn't suggest it, no. <laughs> so Let's saying- say all the evil in Isa de Oro was put into this uh, Twinkie. Now, <laughs> any rate. So we should, like, leave. No, no. It, uh, no, we've got to go check out and see what's going on in there. You know what's going on. Evil. Okay, you lead. Fine, I will. Looking for an entrance. So you're saying well, there is the huge front gate. That would be the entrance I'm looking for, though I'm not going to be surprised if it's barred shut or chained shut or something. No, in fact, you guys saw that it had been long ago propped open. Damn it. Big old rock holding it open. People like, come and go in here all the time. Is this like Hotel California evil? I don't know. I guess we'll find out if we can leave. I could have saved those people's lives. Son of a bitch. What? I'm just looking at my faith powers, and I could have used Desperate Hour to possibly save those innocent women once I realized they were... Well, maybe not, because they were already dead. I don't know. Such irony. Water... Yeah. (laughs) Water under the bridge now anyway, but God, I need to get a better handle on what my, for lack of a better word, powers are. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I, just... I will give you a fate point. I'm telling you're a holy champion of the innocent if that is a sudden revelation that David has. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> He's going to take it. Yeah, I'm just not sure how to manifest that in the game. Walking down and all of a sudden, stumps out. All of a sudden, he just stumbles and drops to his knees. Smacks oh. his head. <laughs> I could have. Save them. Now, now, don't beat yourself up. We all know there's nothing you could have done. It's not like you had powers or anything to prevent it. <laughs> but I, I did. I do. What? I just, I just, I, I didn't realize. You've been dropping the ball all your life, so get over it and let's go in. Jesus, Logan. <laughs> Really? I thought we were outside of neutral ground. I could be snippy again. Well, I mean, you could be snippy at neutral ground for what it's worth, but you don't have to be snippy. That's all he knows. I forgive him. He's but a child trapped in an adult's body. At least I take care of my body. Anyway, you going in? 
Yeah, I guess so. Yep. As you approach, you can see that uh, the big front gates are green. They've got a thick layer of green patina on them. Just a hint of brass showing through. There's uh, half of a relief or something. One of the doors has been completely propped open, so you can't see it. All that's visible on the other side is a great fiery serpent rising up from a rock and the tip of a spear pointed at its head. Like uh, part of St. Michael's uh, yeah. iconography? Mm-hmm. Yeah. David, you would definitely recognize mm. that. Also, over the door is a big inscription. It's all rusted, and it looks like it has bled down. There are lines of red and brown coming down in tiny little stalagmites, or excuse me, stalactites, hanging from the edge of the door. And it reads, For man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falleth suddenly upon them. That's a big inscription. Yeah, it's huge. These are enormous doors. Is that a scriptural reference there? Yeah, you think it's from Ecclesiastes, but it's definitely scriptural. Okay, I was going to have him under his breath mutter off the chapter and verse. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Ecclesiastes 9. Okay, cool. So, yeah, he, he does that. I'm going to get my cell phone out and take pictures of these doors. Done and done. Do I have a signal why I checked? Yeah, actually, you've got good bars out here. Even with me standing right next to him? For the moment, That'll be good if he needs to refill his flask. Oh, snap. Not bad, not bad. When he snaps, you like him, but when I snap, I'm just mean. (laughs) That was an out-of-character snap, you see. Yes, I wasn't being in character. Oh, gotcha. Okay. There's a difference? Yes. Inside, it's dark, and you can feel cool air. Well, I'm going to step in. Long you air. step past the boundary, and you feel, for a moment, Logan, you feel something like as though you step through a very thin curtain, like the finest silk curtain passing over you. Is my bless this house having any effect on... The, I mean, it's not something I consciously do, but given the putting the good in direct contact with all this evil... Does that, if you reside in a place, it definitely does. You know that you have, well, I mean, you're an agent of God right? to combat evil. You know that you have powers against evil. But I don't know if, yeah, it's, it raises the threshold. Okay, that's for if it's a home, though, as long as you're yep. there. The push, Okay, I was just wondering. I look out at David and Ezra before they step through. Do they look different to me? They're really bright, like super bright. It's hard to see out there. Okay. And uh, Logan, when he steps through, seems to disappear into the darkness. Welcome home. Ha. <laughs> that was in character, Chris. I know. Okay. Watch your step. All right. I guess we have nothing to do but go. Just like a courtyard that leads up to some double doors that go into the building, or? No, these are like huge doors on the side of the prison itself. 
Gotcha. Once you step through, you're in a vast echoing cavern. So it sounds like all of you are stepping through. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got my hand on the butt of my gun. Ezra, you feel something. I mean, you know there's a powerful spell here, and it definitely feels different inside than it does outside. Despite the echoing vastness of this place, there's a closeness to it. And David, you feel kind of like a little prickle on the back of your neck, and something moves behind you, like passing the great pane of light that separates the inside of the prison from the outside desert. Oh, damn, okay. Something quickly crosses the doorway. Okay, I whip around, but I take it I don't see anything? Yeah, nothing but hard, flat desert, painfully bright out there. There's nothing alive. Okay. Not even a tumbleweed blowing by. No lizards, nothing. It's just empty out there. Well, here's the million-dollar question. I'm going to try to step back out. Yeah, you step back out into uh, bright sunlight. Your friends are in there, shadowy and indistinct. Does it feel like a threshold I'm crossing? You've felt that before, and uh, it's not quite the same. Okay, step back in. Yep. I guess they'll let us out if we behave ourselves. So inside, the place is one enormous courtyard, shaped like a Star of David. Hmm. Support pillars rise up from inside the arms of the stars, and there's a large central tower which echoes the same shape. It's another Star of David. That rises up here, and it has broad windows looking out at the nine tiers of cells that occupy the exterior wall. From what you can see, it's just catwalks, spiral staircases leading up to them, and then just open front cells. No windows or anything, just row after row of big bar things forming the cell doors. Uh-huh. Set into the floor is some sort of dull metal design, a great sweeping circle with, indeed, a David inside it. And that's like, it's dull metal that's uh, set into deep grooves in the floor. That's a thaumaturgic circle if ever I've seen one. Snap some pictures of it. Done. Now, check it out. Can I tell what type of metal it is? Yeah, you're familiar enough with thaumaturgy and stuff. That's lead. Okay. A lead circle would certainly help lead being strong and resistant to radiation. So that would certainly be something useful for binding. Logan, you might want to steer a little clear of uh, Ezra there with that phone. Yeah, probably a good idea. I'll take a few steps away from my phone to continue to work. I want to have a pizza delivered later. (laughs) (laughs) The Great Chamber rises up nine stories to just like a flat ceiling. And up there on the roof, you can see big stylized eyes set into each point of the star. Oh. Wow, this, this is a really, really epic prison. <laughs> are the cells opened or are they closed? They're about half and half. Some of them are partway open. Others are completely closed. Some of them are missing their bars. Now I forget, how old is this prison? I know it's been abandoned for some time, but how... It was built in the early 20th century. 
you know, around the time of World War One. Okay. And you had done some research. It looked like Thomas Pitcairn. He was one of the city fathers and one of the big industrials who moved into this area and helped make it a city. He was one of the main funders or possibly had it built himself. The reason I was asking was because when I was in uh, Alcatraz, they had the two different kinds of cells. There were the cells that were done in the 50s or so where they could actually control all the doors at once if they wanted to. But they had mm-hmm. like a control center where they could open up the doors, and but then when the in the other part of the prison was the old cells from the Civil War era, before you know when Alcatraz was not used as a it was a Civil War prison, and they had yep. different. So it sounds like these cells are more like those than they would be like the more modern. Yeah, these would be individual ones. In fact, you can see the great big locks on the doors. Okay. One thing you note is that all of the cells are completely exposed. If you're looking at them, you can see everything inside them. And they're all empty. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, minus some trash and graffiti. Right. But as far as occupied. Yeah. See. Uh, okay. This place was shut down in the 40s. So interesting. Why use a whole prison to channel... Huh. Ezra? Yes? Do you sense where there's greed? It's like, can you sense degrees of evil? Like, Not really. I don't detect evil. I can just... When I opened up my sight and looked at the place's true self, I could just tell by what I was looking at that between the Castellanic draining it off and the fact that it was a evil black castle bound with energy to keep things in. Oh, and did I mention the murder phantoms I saw? Yeah, it's... No, it's it's... It was pretty obvious that this is bad stuff going on here. I mean, if the black, if I'm, I'm like, you know, if the if the granite monolith construction and cabalistic decorations then clue you in. Well, where do we go from here? Where should I say start? look for a basement. There is a big central tower, clearly some sort of guard tower. It's got you know, windows and stuff all around it. It seems to be like the only feature in here, apart from the yeah. creepy decor. Let's go to the uh, Tower of Mordor there. Okay. <laughs> So what, you're just simply going to walk into Mordor? Yeah. Huh. All right. So inside, uh, you have a structure remarkably like a lighthouse. Most of it is one profoundly tall room with a skeletal staircase rising up. There's chains across the bottom and a sign much less faded than what was on the outside proclaiming the staircase condemned and extremely dangerous. From what you can see of the graffiti lining the inside walls and the various detritus of hooliganism and casual exploration littering the floor and stairwell, it hasn't stopped anybody. All along the walls are windows set at regular intervals with gun ports in them and firing steps. Looks like there's little areas where guards maybe could have taken a break or done something other than stand at a firing port. But other than that, the place is very austere. Hmm. Logan, you know another lead circle here in the center, but without the Star of David in the middle of it. Snap, snap, snap pictures. So why do you think there's a lead circle here without a Star of David? as a Circles used for all sorts of things in magic. The uh, Solomon Star is just 
extra useful. That's Ezra speak for I don't know. Yeah, that's basically saying I don't know. Any number of reasons. Around this time, Logan, your phone gives out. Makes a sad little winding down beep. I warned you. But you saw enough to see in the flash that there was some sort of lettering or something faintly written in the ring. Oh, check this out. Do I have a flashlight? Absolutely. So I'm going to go over... I should be like, no. I'm not going to cross the ring. (laughs) Flashlight, do you? I'm just going to kind of walk up to it and shine my flashlight. Uh, There's some type of lettering or words here. What? Let me see that. Don't get too close to the flashlight. I can, uh... Oh, okay. I'll turn my flashlight off. Yeah, don't worry about it. Create light. I can. I think. Can I? I didn't say you could. Yes, I do. Yes, I do have spirit as one of my things. So yes, I'm going to pull out my wand. Mm-hmm. In public. Yeah, in public. Not very public here. Give a luminous and let the tip glow like Harry Potter. Shower scene doesn't show up here. You can see rune-like lettering. There's uh, four characters, and it's repeated four times. The set at the cardinal points on this circle. This is. Um, are they repeated in the same order, or is it in different orders? They're in different orders, also, all okay. the way around. Like a magic square. Yeah, you recognize that. That's like the ancestor of Hebrew, like one of the original root languages. Oh. Basically, something I could a, read, but I recognize it. Yeah, and you recognize it like you you remember it was basically a human safe version of Aclo. Ah. So this is old magic. I'm going to uh, take out my chalk. Mm-hmm. Always got chalk. And my aforementioned legal pad. I'm going to make some rubbings of the inscriptions. Uh-huh. So I can look them up later and see what they are. That's old school. That well, is David, very old school. That language is at least 5,000 years old. David, as he's doing this, you recognize this at least one of those is Yahweh. Hmm. Guess that. I was trying to remember how many letters was in Yahweh. It's written today as Y-H-W-H. But that's... I'm but in it. Latin, Jehovah yeah. begins with an I. This is older than Latin. This is older than Israel. Is... Nothing is older than Israel. Well, you were there when you met the fairy, right? With me? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Just saying. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if Yahweh is one of the words we re- or letters word letter thing we recognize, then I would like to attempt a what would it be, a conviction roll? Yeah, I would totally let you use conviction for that. To see if I can get an insight. Does this look like old school Kabbalah to me? From his majesty. Or uh, maybe like Solomon type demon binding? Oh, absolutely. This is 100% the seal of Solomon written on an epic scale. Right. Okay, okay conviction is... I'm not entirely sure what Solomon has ever had to do. 
Ah, damn it. Ended up being a four, which is great. But it's one less than I started out with, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know what this place is. You know that this is a seal bound over... Sometimes your feelings are metaphors or the Lord works in mysterious ways, but you really feel like you're looking at the gates of hell, Hmm. like a seal placed on the gates of hell. Ooh, okay. Then I would think that it would be very difficult for me to be standing here. Well, this place was built by good by servants in their own way ah, of the Lord. You can tell gotcha. that. And this seal has been placed here deliberately. Something was sealed beyond this. Okay. In the center of this prison. All right, I relay that to my compatriots. I think we may be standing yeah. at the gates Pri- of hell. Prison of the damned. Prison of the damned. The gates of hell? Possibly. I'm wondering if the Castadonyantic might have not been sealed here, if it's a humanized version of Aklo. Aklo is what the Atlanteans use, correct? No, Aklo is what some ancient serpent race used. <laughs> okay. it's, uh, it's powerful. It's pre-Atlantean. But poisonous to the human mind. Ancient Hebrew, like Paleo-Hebrew, was a hack of Aklo uh, right. that was safe for human brains. Right. Okay. any rate, still goes in with my Castadon-Yantic theory. God, I wonder if he was sealed here. There's a slow, hollow banging from the circle. Like from underneath it? Yes. Uh, Once usually means yes, and twice usually means no. I'm going to knock on it with, like, just the butt of my wand. That would be shaving a haircut. The sound echoes hollowly through thick metal. Detecting secret doors. Hey, gang. How old school of you. No, I've been playing old school games lately. The banging stops, and then you hear a hideous metallic scrabbling. I don't want to open that up. Yeah, I don't think we should. Call me crazy. (laughs) They got a big old seal here to keep evil stuff in, and there's something hideous and metallic scrabbling underneath it. I say we let it, we leave it, uh, leave it in there. Idea. Ugh. I don't have anything like x-ray vision. Or do I? Hold on. You know, there's all sorts of things I can do with thaumaturgy. I was just going to say, I thought in this game you weren't limited to a list of predetermined Yeah, no, spells. no, you're right. That, yeah, No, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You're right, I forgot. I'm like, I'm, I'm used to evocation. I don't do much in the way of thaumaturgy. You guys talk amongst yourself. Ezra is going over his notes, doodling some schematics. You guys, uh... I'm wizarding over here. You guys, uh, talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Wizard, 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 wizard. So, seen any good movies lately? No, I haven't. Queen of the Damned? No, that was not a good movie. Never mind. How's your daughter doing? She's doing good as far as... She's doing good. The scrabbling stops and there's a, an echoing silence. You don't think I could figure out a way to get out itself? It's been here for some time, I'm sure. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Fine. Nope. Back here. If it does, 
I, uh... Rod? I fiddle with the hammer of my gun. If it does, I'm prepared. There's a slow grinding. Different in tone. The walls are moving! I, I look up <laughs> from my schematic drawing. <laughs> Logan, the, uh, the circle moved just a little bit just then. Ezra? Oh, hell no. <laughs> the circle Why? moved. Why does the floor move? <laughs> Ezra? <laughs> yes? I, I think we should go now. I think we've disturbed it. You had to pound on the damn circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good going there, Ezra. What the hell were you thinking? Random pounding on the circle doesn't work, but it's not a very good circle. You pissed it off. You did. Go, For once, go run into the other circle. You know, Shaw and I are agreeing here, and that's not a good sign at all. That might, be, that might not be a bad idea. Let's go to the other circle. And, and, and can you like protect so can us in that piss circle? Something, something off there too. This place yeah, is like circle within circle within circle, bounded by the Star of David. That looks nice and protective <laughs> Well, I mean, the whole prison is built at, at oh. its center. That, that innermost circle turns slightly again, and Logan, you can see it rises just a little bit, like something being unscrewed. Holy oh. crap. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's opening. What? Ezra said it couldn't happen. It's been a thousand years, but that damn thing is unscrewing. Let's get the hell uh, out of here. Um, the chances right, of anything here, here, coming here. from Mars are a million to one, they said. Mm-hmm. This would be a yes. perfect time for me to self-compel my uh, Bohemian wizard concept because I am dreadfully curious on what the hell that could be. Oh, absolutely. And while the smart thing to do would be to run, I kind of want to sit here and like, no, wait. Grab one of his arms. I want to see what it is. And David, yes, I'm I like. Compelling... I like realize I know I should run, but I'm just kind of standing there dithering with my notebook, going, "Oh, oh, look, such a screw! I've never seen such a scene." I'm compelling your faith is a hard mistress. Logan, are you getting pictures of this? No, because you broke my damn camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you open your site up? Uh, no. I think right now that would be an extraordinarily bad idea. Um, here was an extraordinarily bad idea, I think. The fact that it's been closed for a thousand years tells me Ezra doesn't know what he's doing. At the risk of interrupting well, what no, is... no, the president really, hasn't been here for a thousand years. At the risk of interrupting what is some awesome banter, how are you compelling my faith is a hard mistress, sir? Well, you were feeling terrible about what had happened. You saw imagery of the suffering that the saints went through, the trials that were faced. There was St. Michael facing the dragon, possibly, or at least half of that story on the front. And there's Uh, about to be a reckoning. Is that where we're going with this? And you've been sent here. So I'm holding out a fate point because faith is a hard mistress. Now, it's up to you, as it always is with the player, how that affects your choices. But... I've got a point here that says it will affect your actions. All right, I'll take it. Okay. We're not going anywhere. This is an opportunity for a reckoning to be had for St. Michael, for the, for the, for everything he just said. Since David's growing a sack, I guess I'll compel my own never show weakness. I'm staying. All right. Totally works. All right. 
fate points all around. Okay, it makes me up to seven. Okay, so it's opening up. Yep. But don't you think we should do, you know, I, I, I think we can stay here, Ezra, okay. but um, don't you think you should do some of your magic stuff to kind of give us some protection? Not sure how much time I have. The seal unscrews slightly, and now you can see the, not threads, but where it has scraped as it's coming loose from the stone. Something underneath pushes, and you hear a dry, rattling groan of effort. Since this is an awesome spot for a cliffhanger, I'm going to take a quick bio break. Okay. I'll be right. right. It's going to be a quick bio break, though, so fear not. I shall return forthwith. The following is 2% of what is removed from a typical episode of Porcelain Llama Theater. If you enjoyed what you just heard, consider seeking immediate medical attention. While waiting in the emergency room, may we recommend listening to one or more episodes of Porcelain Llama Theater from polt.libsyn.com. That's Porcelain Llama Theater at P-O-L-T dot L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Okay. Just in case it wasn't totally clear from the description, the prison itself is shaped like the Seal of Solomon. Right. I got okay. that. Inside that, you've got like a small of the tower. Or, right. well, inside that, you've got one set into the floor of the whole place. So it's like inside, triple, triple sealed. Yep. Inside that is one in the form of the tower. And at the center of the tower is this smaller circle bound with the secret names of God. Right, and that's the thing that's unscrewing right now. That's the thing that's unscrewing, and something is straining to lift that up. All right. I'm going to make a protective circle around us all. My only concern about that is this thing is obviously getting out of some pretty serious protective circles that were already made. What possible chance is it that... (laughs) Look at you dryly. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. Look, you want me to help or not? At any rate, it'll be a level five block. It'll help for a bit. All right. Fair enough. So they get through it. Then it won't help. Oh, let's see. What do I have to offer for this? Uh... I'll beat it up. Okay. And so we are now officially in a conflict. The parties in this obviously are your group and what we will call for the convenience sake, the damned. Because of the situation, and also because uh, you guys typically have alertness on your side, especially with Mr. Shaw here, you have the chance to take an action first. This little interior of the tower has the aspects of cramped and thrumming with power. Logan, you technically would have first action, but I'm not real strict on initiative order. You have probably a few moments at the rate this is going. Okay. So do I see something coming up out of it? You can tell that something is because the seal is being lifted and turned, and something is giving a hideous, dry, rasping groan of effort. So they haven't thrown the top. 
off to the side. They're starting to lift it up. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to jump on the top. Oh, sweet. Never mind my protective circle and elf. <laughs> if no one's going to stay in my protective circle, you guys can all just jump on top of it. That's fine. Okay, that sounds to me. <laughs> that sounds to me like a block, probably using hmm, athletics. Might, I'd say if he's trying to muscle it down. But that's up to you how you want to set that up. You could set it up as say a a block where basically um, you would roll your athletics, and there's that many like your successes determine. How difficult, how much of a penalty on the dam's actions there are, okay. uh, in this case, for it to emerge. Yeah, I'm going to jump up on it and start jumping up and down. Excellent. Give me an athletics roll, then, please. I think it's athletics, if I remember the skills correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm adding three. Is that your total? Yes. Okay. So there's a three-shift block, and I'm going to treat that as anything that it tries to do. There's like a barrier of three, as if three were subtracted from its rolls. Okay. Next. I'm just looking at the holy touch thing here. How far away is this thing? The place in here is cramped. It's like the size of a broom closet. Okay, so we're very close to it. Yeah. And it's still coming out of the circle? It's trying to push the plug or the seal up. Currently, the vampire is jumping up and down. Okay, on sorry, I was the plug I, itself. I can't punch the thing at this point. No. Okay. Imagine it being like the cork in a wine bottle being slowly pushed up pushed from the inside. Up from the, okay. Well, crap. <laughs> I got nothing. I, got, I don't want to. I got it. I, I got something at least I'm going to do. I love how you think. I'm going to. Tap into the uh, stone's natural attractive power to itself. Mm-hmm. And basically going to try and help seal the stone screw as it's lifting up there. Or is it whatever? The, the, is it stone or metal, the screw that's coming out? It's stone. Okay. I'm going to try and help seal the stone screw that's coming out, basically doing a block evocation. Excellent. It'll be a level three block. Uh, with uh, Ooh, that's how I can use that. Thank you. With the duration of two rounds, putting extra, so it's three shifts for the block, one shift for the extra duration. Excellent. Okay. Uh, which is four conviction, which is just one mental stress for me, assuming I cast it properly, which I will try. <laughs> yeah, I see there's uh, interabilities for failure here, so go ahead and make the roll. Oh, wait a second. I've got some extra gigs here. Hold on. Uh, no, I specialize in air power, defensive yeah. earth power. Oh, I do. My hoodoo necklace. Yes, it's defensive earth power. So it'll be a three block with a three round duration. Excellent. For a total of five, but I, oh, that, actually, no, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's five. I'm casting with, with my conviction. That's fine. It's still one. It's been a while since I can spell cast. So yeah, five difficulty, discipline of four. Here it comes. Rolly roll. And that is a total of four. I'm going to free tag the aspect I got, the uh, Prison of the Damned. Mm-hmm. I'm going to prison this damned thing, which will put it to a six. Okay. So So uh, another three uh, level three block on top of it. And only one point of stress for you. Yep, for three rounds. Or ex- exchanges or whatever they call them here. 
there's a cracking noise as if uh, of ice as bits of the stone fuse to the exterior of the circle holding the plug more firmly in place. That's what I wanted. Zap, break out of that, bastard. Ah. There's a howl of a ruined throat. All right, I'm going to try to add to what... Oh, damn, we should have just made this a combined... I forget how this works in fate. Well, one nice thing you can do is someone can set up an aspect, <clears throat> which you can then tag. There we go. And because I am a loving and kind GM, <laughs> I would completely let you use some of the actions that your compatriots have taken as aspects which you could tag to add to your result. Okay, then I am going to use my righteousness to, um, and, and combine my, my holy, well, they kind of go hand in hand, so when I say combining them, I don't mean mechanically speaking. Just describe it to me, and okay. we're good. I'm going to touch... Uh, part of the circle that I can reach, and David takes on the, you know, he said, you know, by the powers of God, I proclaim this, you shall not break through this holy seal, and he, I don't have the rhetoric, but I'm... No, that's perfect. That's good. I've been holding back on seal puns for the last 45 I... minutes, sir. Don't make me regret it. No, no, that's great. What you just said is perfect. <laughs> No, I meant Joshua's. Okay, cool. Yes, I know. Okay. My bad. I say that, and uh, I'm going to... Oh, I think that would just be straight conviction if I'm... I'm trying to think of what else it could... I'm trying to add strength to what he's already doing. And, I and you tag... said you were using one of your own aspects? Uh, no, I was using Holy Touch to do it. Uh, oh, I was okay. going to tag his... If we want to call it strengthened seal aspect, yes, that uh, works for me. Okay, there are other aspects if you wish to tag them. That's not the GM telling you. You can. That's just helping everybody get back in the swing of playing the excellent fate engine. Right. If I need it, well, hang on. When I ooh, this is horrible roll. Minus two. Minus, <laughs> oh wait, okay, that's my. That's okay. So it ends up being minus one again. So four for conviction. Plus the two. Is that a free tag? Because it's the first time it's been tagged and it was... Absolutely. Okay, so that's six. You know what? I got the fate points to spare. Damn it, I'm going to use them. All right, we got plus six. I'm going to use a fate point to tag cramped so I don't have to move very far to get the... I can really get a good grip on the thing. Perfect. And then I'm going to call upon my concept with another fate point. Oh, describe it to me. In the fervor in which... He is speaking these words. This is not normally the way he talks. I mean, his voice yes. takes on a more bad motherfucker edge to it, if you'll pardon the vernacular. Is there, and is there, uh, like an unearthly, is there an unearthly echo? There could be, yes. I think there is. He's basically channeling the power of God through his actions to, yes. to do two things. One, to protect people, and two, to avenge those who have been wrongfully slain by this evil, whatever it may be. And so that gives it a total of plus 10, I believe. Not only that, when you use your holy touch, you can use it to compel an aspect of unholy creatures, basically. Yes. You can compel their concept. And so that's going to give you an additional two. Oh, damn. So we're at 12 now. <laughs> yes. 
All right. Then I got to take out two fate points here. There's a price. As you touch the seal, what everyone else sees is a, a flare of light and they hear the great booming voice. You don't hear or see any of that. Instead, you're standing in a turn-of-the-century classroom. Students have been gathered in here, very young kids, elementary age kids. They're packed in, like shoulder to shoulder, and they look unusual. They're not, you know, they're not super concerned. Then their teacher, Mr. Hopkins, walks in, and they know something's wrong because his tie's askew and his hair's messed up. His glasses are off to one side, and there's something splattered on his face, and he's always neat and clean and prim. You're standing in the midst of them, and you can see the shadow lying over him. This is while I'm saying this stuff? Yes. This is, oh, what, you ex- this is what you experience. Okay. He says, Children, the world has run to evil and filth. And I have been called upon to save innocent souls. He brings out the shotgun. Oh, shit. Oh! Oh! No, 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 no! You see the whole thing in vivid detail. And when you come back to yourself, it's with the memory of that indelibly burned into your mind. And this was from the turn of the century, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so... Okay. Well, that just amped up the kick-this-thing's-ass attitude up to about... (laughs) All right, the needle's off the scale now, boys and girls. The rest of you see this flash of light, hear this booming voice, and the seal jerks, and then uh, with a sizzling noise as rock that you bonded to it as liquefies it settles back down and Logan your jump pushes it down as the edges of it melt and fuse and burn pushes it back down level and uh, all of you are thrown back against the walls I almost wish that seal would break I would like to kick this thing's ass personally I just got a vision turn of the century classroom teacher said the world was turning to evil and he was there to save the children and he took a shotgun out and blew them away yeah shotguns are a reoccurring theme around here Uh, can we like worry about the monster coming out of the hole I think we've taken care of that, haven't we? The seal once more is flush with the floor. It's glowing with heat, sizzling and popping. The room in here, it's painfully hot. Yeah, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get out of here, then. Inside an oven. And what's more, there is a a hideous stench, a sulfurous stench. And something worse, something sweet and meaty. Is that the smell of burning flesh? It's exactly that smell. We can we can go now. He turns to the circle. There will be a reckoning. The seal cools with unnatural speed, pops, 
and settles back perfect once more. All right, I think we can go now. <laughs> fine with that. Remarkably fine with that. Yeah, I, I think I'm good. You guys want to come out tomorrow night? Let me check my, check my calendar and see if I can pencil it in. No, I can't. I can't see him making a flippant response after what he's just seen. He just... Well, I didn't see it, so that's why. No, I know. I'm not... I'm not... I wouldn't... Being critical. I'm just saying I don't think I'm going to say what I just said in character. I was, but... It doesn't really seem right. Three cell phones next time. What? Oh... Yeah. Cell phone <laughs> That's true. Are you guys standing around in this? In no, no, we're we're, we're, we're getting out. out. We're leaving. We're leaving. Walking out. Discussing this as the echoing the howls of the frustrated damned echo around you. No, I I don't think was any of that in character. I assumed it was. Because I took back my little comments. And then he might have said the thing about the three cell phones, but... I, I assumed it was. I'm ready to leave. Yep. Yes. We're, we're walking. We're walking, we're walking. So, back outside, in the dead oak tree, you see a vulture swoop down, come to rest... Wow, that's the Something. First, first sign of life we've seen out here, other than... Or isn't it? Yeah. I believe it is, yes. It watches you. Go away, Vulture. I don't want to deal with you. No, no, this is good, I think. It shrugs unimpressed and shuffles along the branch slightly. Um... Sure. Hell no. What is wrong with you? It's a vulture. This is the first sign of life we've seen. This is not... I've I don't seen think, you two all night. I don't think this is evil. This is a good sign. A vulture. Notwithstanding, yes. Okay. I don't have anything in my pocket to feed it. Did, did you hit your head back there? You all did. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish it were something that simple. It's not a vulture, it's money. Alright, you know, I'm not going to have to spend a fate point for this. It's annoying. But I will if I have to. I guess I pull out of my... Ew. Well, can't think of anything no, else. I pull... declaration, typically. Oh, okay. Well, I just gonna, was going to say I still have some of my donut from Alistair's restaurant in a napkin in my jacket pocket. Absolutely. Not that I ever said I was wearing a jacket beforehand, but what the hell. So, do I need to spend a fate point to make that a reality, or? No. Okay. No, so I take not. I take some of the donut and give it to the uh, vulture, or hold it out for the vulture to take if it so desires, or if it's too far out of reach, I will throw it at, you know. Oh, you could walk right up and oh, okay. reach up to that thing. All right, then I will do that. I'll walk right up to it and uh, and hold out. Can't tell with it. I'll just hold out the donut, not even a piece, because it's an 
in my view, it's like an offering. Whether it actually is or not is irrelevant. That's how he sees it. It's a remarkably clean animal, like feathers neat. It doesn't reek of carrion. It's neither scarred nor ruffled nor <laughs> sight-ridden. Doesn't reek of, open your sight. It doesn't reek of carrion, my wayward son. Sorry. Go on. And it, uh, it takes the donut from you. It just vanishes like a magician's trick. <laughs> You're welcome. With a great heavy flap of its wings, it goes soaring off into the sky again, catching a thermal almost immediately and spiraling up till it's little more than a black and white speck. Catching a thermal in a desert vulture, not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, This is probably as good a spot as I need to quit. Actually, it's about quarter till ten. Yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. All right, then, gents. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Experience. I completely forgot about experience. I'm a bad GM. Sorry to hold you for a moment more, but I really want to do this before I forget. Um, oh, yeah, it works by milestone. Uh, let's see. We just recently had a significant milestone because we wrapped up the last one. Um, so... Take a look at minor milestones. Decide if you want to do anything with that before next week. Eh, probably not. It's too soon. Yeah. Can't imagine anything either offhand. All right. Thank you. Thank you. It was an awesome game. Yep. Great job tonight running the game, even though we all had no clue. You know. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was great to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. Tell you. Glad to be back. It's been like since November, I think, since we played. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think we, I think we Golly. got up to speed nicely. Yeah. Well, good job, and I'll talk to you guys uh, in a couple of weeks. All right. And there you have it. I think it is apparent that we were really getting into our characters by this point. We really had a feel for who they were, and you can hear that in the interplay between them. And I hope you agree. Based on your Facebook comments, it sounds like you do. In fact, if you want to continue making Facebook comments, because we sure love reading them, like us on Facebook. It's right there on our website at mtmjetpack.com. Like us and leave comments. Leave feedback. What do you like? What do you not like? Where do you think things are going? We'd love to hear from you and we will reply. Okay, we usually means me, but still, you'll get a reply. Regarding next issue, do you remember back in Monkeys Took My Jetpack number 36 when we created characters for a game called Dungeon World? Well, next time... We're going to have our first Dungeon World session, so look forward to that. Don't worry, Dresden Files is coming back in issue 52. They're not going anywhere. But until next time, this is Blind Geek, thanking you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack, and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up, and always, let it soar! Let it soar!
break out of that. 